This is a real conversation I had with two of my buddies who are going to bike pack the Colorado Trail in 2022. They had some good logistical questions, seasonal questions, where to find water, etc., etc. This is going to be valuable for not only if you're bike packing, but also if you're through hiking. Very quick hitter episode. So let's get into it. Uh, I guess we'll jump right in, but. We're all concerned with like uh, knowing when the best time of year would be to complete the trail. Um, if there's higher traffic times with hikers versus mountain bikers that you noticed or know in general. Good question. So uh, I will. So I started June thirtieth, and when I got into Breckenridge, it was I uh, third, and there was a large mountain bike race going on at that time right outside of Breckenridge. That was so, August 3rd? No, Ju- or July 3rd. July, July 3rd, I'm sorry. Got it. Mm-hmm. That was July 3rd. And I mean, I almost got taken out by like hundreds of bikes. It was crazy, yeah. bro. It was crazy. I mean, that was definitely the stretch I saw the most bikes was right out the, the few miles outside of Breckenridge, both both sides of it. So you end uh, up going to Breck. Yeah. yeah, Breckenridge was my first resupply point. It's pretty. It's a pretty popular resupply point. That's it's and honestly, dude, that's like where the trail actually starts getting pretty sweet. The first hundred miles, although I do know that there is some alternates for the mountain bikers. I don't, I don't know exactly where those are, but you'll see them on far on the gut hub guide far out or whatever. But yeah, Breckenridge is typically where most through hikers will resupply because it's like a hundred miles in. Yeah. So other than that, I do know that you guys probably know this too. I mean, I know that there's some type of bike race that begins in Durango and goes to Denver, yeah. right? It'll be the probably for the FKT, the race, the Colorado Trail race. Yeah, so, but where I didn't, I think they were actually coming, like maybe they were coming after me. And because okay. I, I ended like June or July 22 or something, 21 or something like that. And I never saw them. Did you go at the best time of year for you though? So <laughs> here's, a, here's the thing. It's like, you kind of, I mean, you know this too, like with the JMT, but like you kind of got to balance snow, wildfire, yeah, and really mon- monsoon season. Okay. June is the best. So we're th- you're thinking June? June, June? You could, yeah, June, you could do the, the tail end of June. It depends on how much Colorado, how much snow Colorado gets, you know, like, but yeah. I don't think they've gotten that much. Like nothing this no. year. No. <laughs> I was going to say, so, so you might be good with like a, a late June start or something like that, uh, because the only time you'll really, I guess, run into snow is outside of Breckenridge is where uh, a lot of people were telling me, but I never, I never saw any snow. I mean, I walked past like a yard of snow right past the Breck. Well, I mean, June, was... June start date, right? So I, and I, you know, what'll be nice about that? Two things. Well, one is the wildfires. So you won't probably be in, inhaling smoke. And then two is the fact that monsoon season, that's a bitch. Yeah. I mean, that sucks. And yeah. I know, I mean, I, it was full on when I was into it. It was what full on. Those showers roll in like one. I mean, dude, it was crazy. Like, yeah, usually, usually one o'clock, one to four, one to five, even sometimes I even had one at midnight, <laughs> which was very rare. I've only had that one time, but yeah, yeah. one to four. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that was my next question is those generally afternoon showers. It looks like we want to do a majority of our riding before then take a break during these times. 
right? The yeah, market. right. Exactly. Great strategy. And honestly, if you're really going to be, if it looks like it's going to be full on, I made the mistake of not setting up my tent one time. It just got like pretty much hypothermic. <laughs> and because uh, I just was like, oh, I don't need to set up my tent, dude. I just got so swamped. And uh, so it was bad. But I'll do the old uh, pull out the rain fly and cover myself. Exactly. 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 Okay. Were there parts of the trail, though, that had worse storms than others? Like further north or further south? Yeah, I would say, I would say, yeah, like the San Juans are definitely, so the end of the trail is the San Juans, right? So, which would be south kind of towards uh, Durango. Yeah. And although it is like the prettiest of the, of the entire trail, in my opinion, it is at the highest elevation and you're also at the most exposed for the longest. I mean, for probably two, well, for bikes, it's going to be faster though, but for about two and a half, three days, maybe I was just Alpine, like never lower than like 11, 12, 13,000 feet. Yeah. That's where like the Colorado high point is right there. And so a lot of those mesas are just totally like, no, just so really exposed. And you kind of just stay there on top. You just kind of wow. stay there. So, but I don't know. I, I, yeah, I think you guys go through that. But yeah. I do, like I said, I do know there's some alternates, but I just don't know exactly where those are. Right on. But, so San Juan's yeah. alpine environment. Yeah. Okay. I know much. I know about that. Okay. How about water resupply? What is he doing? What are you doing? I know about that. Next question. Uh, <laughs> water, water resupply. How much did you carry on you at any one time? Or was it pretty plentiful? Plentiful. No worries about it. Yep, no issue um next is uh which towns were the best resupply points and then if we're on mountain bikes would it be easy for us to go well into town and you know hang out for an afternoon yeah yeah, yeah. i think so i think breckenridge is a great first one is, okay. is great and then a lot of people were a lot of the bikers actually i picked up on from Breckenridge, they were going to stop at Leadville. Oh, Leadville. Oh, Leadville. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they and they were they were pretty psyched about it. I mean, I didn't really have the time to do it. I would have loved to go there, but they were pretty psyched about that. Yeah. And Leadville seems sick, dude. So from there, you uh let me let me think. From uh shoot so because i only resupplied three times on this so i had some pretty big food carries and it was breck it was the not freaking uh i always forget the one it, you probably oh something resorts hot springs resort mount princeton maybe because my last resupply before really hitting the san juans was in lake city but lake city is one of the most i guess remote towns in the lower 48 yeah. And it's, it was, I got a hitch in from, and it was probably a 25 minute ride, 30 minutes to this freaking ass little place. It was a cool town, but you can resupply right past there in Silverton. And I think that's a pretty, that's a lot shorter distance. So that's Silverton. Um, what, but what, it, did it have enough? Do you think we could fill up food there? In Lake City? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, you could fill up food, but you're not, there's not a lot of like supplies. Like there's no, you couldn't, 
I don't know, like if a bike broke, if you could get like some intricate, you know, weird kind of stuff or whatever, basic stuff, but there wasn't a lot of like bigger stores. There's no chain stores or anything. It's really kind of mom and pa, real tiny. Yeah. Okay, so we'll bring plenty of that to do maintenance. Nick was just asking about single speed. Basically what he's wanting to know is, were there really technical sections of the trail where yeah. you think that you're not going to be able to, you're going to have to hike a bike instead of ride? Mm -hmm. well, honestly, most, most of the bikers I talked to said that the trail was a lot of hike a bike. So I didn't, I didn't really know what the hell that kind of meant. Although yeah. I did see, I, I figured it out at the end, but yeah, a lot of them, a lot of them were doing hike a bike to the top of the passes and stuff. Yep. 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 So Nick, you're going to be going through some, some hella hike a bike on your single hike, speed. Hike a bike. Oh, he's oh, good, Gary. He's, he's pretty good. You should see these thighs right here. Yeah, these thighs. Like, yeah, he's fine. Nice, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We already covered snow. We I'm know not about... that worried. I know there's steep stuff on the trail. Okay. Um, sorry. Do you guys have any questions right now? No, I know a lot about this. Okay. How about the uh, CT? How about caloric intake? How much did you plan? Did you do you do weight per calorie ratios? I do. I, I was getting, I believe, I, I don't know exactly what it was, but I, I kind of guess it was probably right under 3000, I would say a day or so. Full meals. What's that? Did you do three full meals? I would do, I, I, so I did basically similar to what I did to the JMT. I had a breakfast. I had two snacks in between there, like bars. And then I had lunch, which was two tortillas, spam and peanut butter. And then like a complete cookie. And then I did the same thing at night where I had two snacks yeah. as the in-between. And then I had my dinner, which was, I actually cold soaked. So I just did ramen and, uh, you know, your tuna packet and olive oil and stuff like that and then i'll always bring like a ziploc baggie of trail mix that lasts me about two and a half days sure. yeah good old raisins and peanuts i did you can't beat them i love it <laughs> um okay so how about your transportation plan to and from the beginning and end how did that work out good That's good that's a good question. So I actually was fortunate enough to have a buddy that actually just took me from Denver airport to the trailhead. The trailhead is about, I think it's a little bit less than an hour from the airport or about right at an hour. Yeah. Um, actually, dude, I'm going to send you a, oh yeah. So here's something that's really cool, dude. They actually have a trail angel list. Wow. Yeah. So uh, let me send that to you because you can also get it from their website and it's just like, Hey, if you're hiking the trail, don't give this out, blah, blah, blah. It's just whatever. And so it's got a bunch of people's phone numbers that are around the area. So it'll be like Lake city. Here's three people you can freaking call or Breckenridge. Here's people you can call. So there is people from Denver that will take you to the trail. That will, that would be trail angels. I do believe. Yeah. I'm not certain on that, but I know that there should be, cause it was for every trail. And then from Durango, <clears throat> I just took a, I just called a local taxi and they took me to the air, airport there, their lo local airport. What's that? Durango has an airport. Durango has an airport, but it's like 20 miles outside of town. Kind of okay. weird, but yeah, you can get a taxi there. It's pretty easy. Got it. 
Yeah. Super small airport. I actually just ended up flying back to Denver. <laughs> and then, yeah. so I, I flew back over everything I just walked <laughs> and then flew to Portland. <laughs> right on, dude. So um, was there like good enough service though out of Durango, I assume? At the oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, end of the trail, they got, you got pretty good service that entire day. I think that's what we'll do is pick up a truck. Um, how about your, your, did you use your inReach or your alarm? Mm-hmm. They'll use that. Yeah. yeah, quite frequently. A lot of people said that there was good service on this trail. And I mean, it was hit and miss, but I, I mean, I, mo- I didn't have that good a service like on this trail. I mean, I pretty much was texting my GF off the inReach constantly every night because okay. i just i didn't there wasn't much service i didn't think but it take us a lot faster too because we're going to be on because wheels. of that i'm out i'm trying not to have contact with my girlfriend <laughs> <laughs> love it, and love he's, it. Dude, I, invited I, her. I know <laughs> okay and then my uh, this is like my last big question but um one to two things or the things that you wish that you had known before you started that you would tell anyone going out on the Colorado trail. Damn it. I made a video on this too. You did. I wish I could, I wish I could remember it, but it, everything's kind of in that video. Yeah. But the, but the biggest thing, honestly, though, was the storms. I think I wasn't, I didn't realize that it was that active of a, of a monsoon season, I guess that was one thing. And then dude there's a huge mountain biking culture on it like it's it's pretty sweet like so this guy this guy knows a lot about that because he's he's our these two are bigger mountain bikers than i am uh-huh. and I'm, uh, like more into the through hiker culture right but right my, my first year i bought a mountain bike and we want to do a bike pack so. right oh here here's one I just, I don't know if you guys go through this though, but I think you do. There's a section on the CT where there is not a lot of places to get very clean water. And so I wish I would have brought an extra filter for that. That was towards the ladder sec, ladder sections of the trail. You were so both. Mm-hmm. You were so both. Yeah. Yep. And it, I just call it the cow pond section. Basically there was just running water with cows everywhere, but cows are, you know, shitting everywhere. I mean, there, I mean, dude, it was dude, pretty bad. And so I wish I would have had an extra filter to refilter it. Dude, that's perfect. So it was the same for the Highline trail. The first 20 miles are the worst. It's all cattle. There was a dead cow next to a water source. I was like, Oh fuck. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> It was gross. I mean, that's good to know. <laughs> all 101 miles because, you know, I wanted to. Uh, but yeah. that trail was, it was, yeah, bad on the altitude sickness because you're above 10,000 feet a majority of the time. Did you face any altitude sickness? Yes. Uh, my, my second day, I believe, second or third day or something like that. Yeah, I had a really bad headache. And then I realized I left my first aid kit at the airport. So, I was screwed. I couldn't even take an, I couldn't even take a freaking ibuprofen, dude. I was just late. Yeah. It sucked. Laid out. Uh, Is that how you treated it? Just laid out. I I just laid out. I eventually it just went away and I just started getting some ibuprofen from people on trail till I got into town. But the other thing too, with this going back to the storms is dude, there was so many people that were getting off trail because of the storms. I wouldn't let that bother you at all. 
it's just as long as you have your strategy, just like you said, like get up over the pass before a certain time, noon usually, and you can get down below, you'll be good. And don't worry about it. Like doing any 14er. Yeah. You want to do it early. Yep. Alpine start on yep. 14. Alpine the storms. Until <laughs> so we get struck by lightning. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, I've learned that the, the hard way. And I've been on a rock face, a granite rock face when a storm rolled in and all my trad wasn't. Oh, really? It was wild. Um, but anyway, like that handles most of my questions. Well, all right, Chad. Hey, uh, I appreciate your time. We'll be yes. in touch. Keep, yes. uh, keep up. Sounds, sounds good, man. All right. See you guys. Yeah, take thanks, care. Man.